0: El Camino People, the podcast, episode twenty three, Ultraya, fellow programmes, and welcome to El Camino People, the podcast. I am José Márdenas, your friend from Pamplona, and this is our podcast, your podcast. Today, in our show, we are gonna be joined by one of the very good members of my Camino family. We walked together in 2017, my first Camino. We met uh, at the beginning, and our friendship is still, till today, even, you know, in the distance. His name is Nicola, he's from Italy, and we will be talking about different words from the Camino, the lingo, what do they mean and you may be asking why, because he also runs an Instagram profile where he tells people about the real meaning of words, it's called Wikipedia Mente and you can link it in the the notes from the show and we will be talking about all those words that we use in the Camino de Santiago because if you are, you know, a pilgrim and you have walked out many times or even once, you know all the different words that we use. But sometimes, what is the meaning of Santiago? What is the meaning of Botafumeiro Where does the the word Ultraya come from? What is the meaning of there There is so many words that we use on on a daily basis as, as pilgrims that many people won't, maybe they don't know. So today, Nico is gonna explain to us their meaning, so if you are ready, get comfortable, grab a beer, coffee and be ready to walk with us one more time. Welcome to A Camino People, the podcast. Today with us, Nico, one of my very dear friends, uh, Camino family members. It seems like it was yesterday. Welcome, Nico. How are you doing? Hello, Jose. I'm doing very well. Really glad to be here today. So, so are you instead? it was 2000, uh, summer 2017, probably around August, beginning of August, on the third or fourth day of the Camino, we met in Estella. Yep, I remember it. It's almost three years ago now. I know we were having language I, I don't know we met before going to the supermarket. We were going to buy groceries and I think we met in the supermarket or we met already when we were at the at the park.
1: I don't know, I don't have precise uh, memories of that that day. It was at the very beginning of the yeah. Camino. And uh, I remember standing in uh, in a supermarket parking lot and beginning a very long journey of uh, of picnics and weird meals (laughs) that was just the beginning and I remember what we ate but I don't remember the complete situation I was probably very tired because Estrella was was the the end of that of that day or just no no we continue
0: we continue to Morjandín remember that we woke to Monjardín that's where we slept okay right and we were really late in the afternoon we went through the through the vineyard we went to Morjandín we stopped. No. In, it was really hot. We stopped in that. So I have. I don't know why. I have such a great memory well, of that day.
1: <laughs> you, you remember it very well. I, I don't. Yeah. I think it was very tiring for me. It was. I was still setting. I was still getting used to the to the fatigue. So I think I, I, that's that's the reason I don't remember that day very well. <laughs> so there remember some spots.
0: But... Yeah, uh, me and Nico, of course, we, we walked the Camino the same time, more or less the same time in two thousand seventeen. But the funny thing is, like we start on let's say day one, and you Nico already started on day thirty first. Like we, you were one day ahead of us. But for yeah. us, we decided on the, on the second, thanks to an American lady that we say hi from here to, Danielle, the crazy Danielle, American, hello. and the crazy UK lady that were also so cool that a couple of ladies, uh, you weren't there with us, there were this bunch of uh, American girls that were with just a day backpack, and we were uh, coming yeah. down from, from Roncesvalles, and they were like, oh, we are going to go to Pamplona, and we were like, oh, no, we, you know, we will go to Zubiri, that's the normal stage, and yeah. then Nicole and, oh, uh, Daniel and, what was her name? Uh, the girl from the UK was, what was her name? Emily. And Emily, Daniel and Emily, oh my God. They were both, yeah. you know, like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do it. And they decided <laughs> to start walking. So on the day number two, we walked from Roncesvalles to Pamplona. Which is a lot. Which is 45K. And so on that day, we went to Pamplona, we had burgers it was kind of like quite an interesting day it was just funny i can imagine but they would. so, you, so you we started
1: got, with a very long stretch at the very yep.
0: beginning you didn't hesitate yep. much no and also because on the following day on puente la reina we have the incredible experience of one of our pilgrim friends getting a little drunk and being almost horned by a by a big cow so we have one of those it was such a weird way of, <laughs> of starting the camino you know i remember on the third day we start walking by ourselves. But then on that day is when we met you guys, we met you, we met uh, Sanet, and we met, uh, what was her name, Um, what was her name, Rebecca, that's true, we also
1: had Rebecca, that was the day,
0: Rebecca, Sanet, you, and all of us we met in in Estella, and that's when we started, and when the family was born.
1: Yeah, it was born and it kept being alive for many days, almost until Santiago. It was, yeah. it was incredible. It was a beautiful coincidence. I, I started with uh, Zanet. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, by coincidence, in the same hostel in uh, Saint-Jean. So, if, if I count, uh, this um, Hungarian girl is probably the, the, the person in the Camino I spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole Camino family is uh, almost there because uh,
0: we, we walked almost the, the complete way together. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's great. So what story brings you to the Camino, you know, we always ask every pilgrim, they, everyone has yep. their own little story that takes them to the Camino. For the ones that don't know you, of course, with your name, Nico, and like you, you are Italian. So yeah. how did you know the Camino? Was something that was there all your life? Was something, you know, that the appeals that didn't make sense? Was something for you that was like, a, you know, like at the end of the, of your years, it was a change? Well, how did you end up walking the Camino? So I I came to know the Camino because uh,
1: the guy who is now my business partner walked it two years beco- before me, and uh, we were we weren't really friends at the time, but we were acquaintances. So I, I we just had to, the the chance to talk a little bit of, about it. But I got to know what it was and uh, why it was in why it was it was important, why it was uh, interesting. And uh, a few years later, two years later, I. I, I was almost um, uh, finishing my last year of university. I was feeling a little lost because uh, the 100% adult life was about to begin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I felt like walking it in the summer between, uh, before the very last year of university. So I, I decided to challenge myself because what I knew about the Camino was really fascinating for me. I, I walked it mostly because of its uh, cultural value. I think it's uh, it's incredible that thousands and thousands of people from many places uh, walked it with a lot of hope, uh, with a lot of uh, worry, with a lot of emotion with them. They carried a lot of uh, weights with them. They carried a lot of knowledges. Uh, There were incredible interaction. I I can't imagine what uh, I can't imagine how many how many things happened on the Camino. And that's what fascinates fascinates me. How many
0: steps, how many how many a lot of things and. And I really wanted to see it. And one of the questions, why the Camino Frances? I'm like, there's so many Caminos. You know, you live in Italy. There's so many other Caminos yep. also in Italy. Why walk in the Camino Frances?
1: Hmm. Well, uh, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I think the the Camino de Santiago, at least to me, is the most fascinating way in the world. The most fascinating pilgrim way because because of many things. Uh, I, I read that Santiago is the third most sacred city, if you can call it so, and uh, I, Rome is not too far from here, but the, um, the heritage of the pilgrimage way felt like uh, more alive on the Camino Frances than any, anywhere else in the world. So mm-hmm. that's that's maybe the reason. I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Probably it, you cannot even measure it, but it's about the feeling. It's not about the measure, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, something that it that calls you, so how was it, like you had this friend that it wasn't really much, he told you of the Camino, then you yeah. start growing, your last year of college, of course that's when we get, you know, like the whole, I'm like, what the hell is going to go with me next year, Is going to back to yeah. real life, so I think that's the perfect timing, you know, I think that there's so many times perfect to go to the Camino, but that's one of them, and then you take the deep of faith and you say, okay, I'm going, I'm going to do the Camino Frances. And then you decided to do to Saint-Jean. Why Saint-Jean? You know, well, a lot of people, and I ask that to everyone because I that's one of the main pilgrim questions. <laughs> Where should I start my Camino? Saint-Jean, Roncesvalles, Pamplona? What do you think is important to do it from Saint-Jean? Or not?
1: Uh, no, I'm happy I started from San jean because uh, also it uh, resonates with the cultural heritage that uh, I, I really was enjoying around the Camino. It felt like walking the complete packages without discounts without mm-hmm. uh, making it any easier of course the possibility of um, start walking from home was uh, theoretically possible but it would be like 3,000 kilometers and that's not realistic in the time span that they had mm-hmm. but one month felt like uh, reasonable so that was like a, a compromise more or less it felt like um, a traditional and uh,
0: consecrated start of the Camino. So that that felt like a a good a good point to start. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know the whole feeling of saint Jian, staying in the, the afternoon in St. seeing all the pilgrims kinda like getting ready. It's like, you know, the day before you go on a in a yeah. summer trip when you're a kid or something. If you see people walking at all, oh he's a pilgrim. Oh he's a pilgrim. Yeah. It's kinda like funny how and the next day you start. The whole journey begins. That's incredible.
1: Also, you can say that you started from France, which you cannot if you start from not France.
0: Yeah, of course. And also, for me, you know, was crossing the Pyrenees. That they call it the Napoleon Way. you know, you're coming into Spain. Yeah. And it seems like, as you say, you, know, you you do the whole thing. For me, it was also kind of like, if I sign Roncesvalles, that's kind of like cheating. I don't know why. But there, there's, there's no start point for the Camino. The Camino really starts in your house. And for me, it was even easier. You know, I can start from Pamplona and go on. In your case, it's 3,000K. Yeah. So, maybe that's a little it's more tricky. True. Maybe one day. But... But I, I agree that the, the in-between point of St. John is great. So, how was your first also, day? What, what kind of memories do you have from your first day? I know that a lot of people, you know, remember St. Yeah. John being super hard, being kind of like tricky. Yeah, I
1: I was really scared about the very first stage because uh, the um, the Italian guidebook that every Italian pilgrim has says it's the one of the th- uh, toughest um, stages. So I was really scared and worried. But actually, it turned out to be Not too bad also because I wasn't tired from the days before it wasn't it wasn't too bad. So if they say that the very first stage is very hard, uh, I think it's not it's not it's not true for everybody. For me, at least it wasn't. And but I have to say that the night before taking my flight from um, it was from Venice. I, I was living in Venice, by the way, then and my flight was from Venice to San Sebastian. The, the night before that flight was, I think, the worst in my life. I was so worried I couldn't sleep uh, a minute. I was scared I wouldn't speak with a, with a human for a month. And that I would be lost in my thoughts, uh, completely alone on some desert uh, plane in Spain. And, and of course, it's not even remotely true, but uh, by that time, I didn't know it.
0: How, that's one of the things you know. A lot of people they ask about how is to start the Camino, and I think you know, in your case and my case, we all went alone, and we all come yeah. out with a family. And like, why yeah. you decided to do it alone, and why do you think you know it's important the whole going alone and having that experience of of taking the leap of faith, and other than yeah. going with a friend. I, I bet that you have many friends that will be love to go with you, or maybe that you can ask. But I don't know in your case, yeah. but for me, I you know, it was something that I was going to be doing alone.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it makes sense to walk the Camino with somebody you like, a friend or a partner or some member of the family. But I think it has a different value doing it alone because if you're with somebody, it, it, it's not always true, but it's quite more likely that you're, you're going to interact with other people less because if you're already completing the social, social interactions you, you need to, to have in a day with somebody you know, You're not going to look for them in other people and it's not, you're not going to be as as open and as ready to, to listen, to interact, to, to speak, to share, to perceive. So doing it alone makes you more ready to, yeah, to live a a freer experience in some way, Mm. of course, uh, doing it with somebody you like has some other values that you don't get if you're alone, but all in all, I think, uh, Part of the challenge was also doing it alone because, uh, because of those things.
0: Well, and also, you know, a lot of people, they ask us how hard it is to make friends to start growing the Camino. Like for you, you know, on the first day you arrived to another country with another language yeah. and you're by yourself there. How was the first day, you know, the experience of walking just yes, with weird people around you? Yeah, the, uh,
1: it it also depends on what you consider because the very very first day was the day I landed and I landed at, at about lunchtime on the day before of walking. So the very first day was not was not the best. It was it was quite lonely. I was in some Basque country cities, taking trains and uh, buying a knife and uh, some. <laughs> shampoo. The knife just
0: in case, or
1: what was the knife for? No, to to cut peaches and. Uh, rope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, And um, yeah, that was the, f- the first day. It wasn't great. Also because if you're, if you're in, in San Sebastian, just trying to buy a knife, a, some peaches and the shampoo, you're, you're not a pilgrim, you're just a, a random backpacker. But there's not a, a community of people who, with a similar mindset around you, at least if you don't meet them by chance. Mm-hmm. So the very f- first Camino day, I consider it to be the day in San Jean. I slept there the, the, the night before. I arrived very late, about 22 in the night. And uh, and yeah, the the journey began the morning the morning after quite early, as as you always start to walk uh, on the Camino.
0: Well, not always. I'm like, like we were the early risers, almost in every albergue. I'm like we were yeah. waking up at five five thirty. But uh, I guess you know normal people. But in the summer, I think you get much more of the day if you wake up early and you arrive early to the places. Yeah. But, so how was your first day walking? I'm like the day from Saint-Jean, you start walking up to the to the high peak. One of the hardest days of the Camino. That's for sure okay. because of the how high you go. How was how was it for you?
1: So I remember it very very well because it was uh, I, I was very worried and I was really thinking about it. So uh, uh, everything is still very alive in my thoughts. And I I had interacted a little bit with this uh, Hungarian girl Zanet, and uh, we were sleeping in the same hostel. So we chatted for breakfast. We had we had some interaction by then, but then the the walking began by completely alone because. I, I was reading that it's very important to set your own pace and not be uh, affected by the decisions of the mm-hmm. rhythm and the speed that people around you lead you to Have and uh, so I was quite motivated to just test the test the whole thing by doing it alone, so I could take my time and and I I started very early and walked a lot because I, I was worried not to f- to finish the 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 stage on time and I arrived by lunchtime, like at twelve in the at midday, because uh, I I could take it more easily, but, uh, you know, maybe anxiety, but uh, (laughs) I I finished quite quite early, and then this girl from Hungary um, reached uh, just maybe a half an hour after, and then uh, it was nice just seeing the pilgrims arrive, and arrive, and uh, leaving the very first uh, Camino um, arrival routine in a very special place, because Roncesvalles is... uh, is 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 a very nice place to
0: arrive and to to rest because
1: the alberga is uh, is memorable.
0: It is a really nice place indeed, and also you know the first days, kind of you still feeling like th- that new place, you know, trying to see everyone. You still don't know anyone, yeah. but see them all, yeah. and people are looking at you weird. I'm like, do I want to talk to him? Do I want to start talking? Yeah. It's just weird. You see everybody like sitting on the porch, looking one on each other. Who's gonna be making the first step? So I'll be the one going to talk to him. He will come talk to me. Yeah, it is pretty fun. So then after that you start walking when did you you know start walking with the same kind of group how was there a lot of people ask you know how is interaction when you start walking with the group
1: okay that's something I find really really interesting because I I think the Camino is um, is uh, some very very special environment to to to, uh, to meet people because it's unlike any other place in in real life if you can call it so So the the thing is that uh, I think if what I really felt was uh, if you if you walk, you can be alone if you want, because just two meters ahead or behind is enough not to have to talk if you're tired or if you for some reasons want to stay with your thoughts. But if you want to 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 hook somebody and uh, reach them, it's very easy because you just have to to be within, let's say, 30 meters and speak. So it's way more, more free than I anticipated because uh, I thought you really had either to stay, stay in silence a month or speak without a pause. <laughs> and, and it's neither. It's completely neither. You can do whatever you want. Also, because many people are sensible enough just to know if you're tired and if you don't want to talk and if you do. So yeah. both speaking and staying in silence is very, very easy. Also, I met a pilgrim who was doing it uh, in silence without speaking uh, much. He, he wasn't completely silent, but he, it was clear that he didn't want to interact. He was also spe- uh, walking very fast, so I just saw him, for, saw him for a couple of days. And also there are people who really like chatting and, uh, and do it most of the time. And, that, and both are, are good ways to, to do it, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the beauty of the Camino is that you have all those times for, for everything, no? And, and we were lucky that at the end, I think the Camino puts you with the people that are more like your mindset, you know? You yeah. end up with the people that... In, and for us, that was it. Like, if you look at the, our group, we were all so different, but we were also similar in a lot of things. So we will start walking. I remember we'll have breakfast all together, 5, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And we'll start walking, and everyone will go at their own pace. Some people will go listen to music. Some other will be chatting. Another will be alone. And then yeah. after, that will be, the of course, the... The Pinto de Tortilla and Café con Leche time in the first bar that we were. And from there on, it was more the talking time, but then we will break up, yeah. we will stretch. We also find so many other groups. I'm and, know, uh, and, like, it was, you know, a little group, but at the end, we were so many other. We met the group of the German guys, the Portuguese, yeah. the guy from Colombia. We met some other, you know, there were some days, maybe were 20 of us, maybe, having lunch.
1: Yes, easily, easily. Often it was uh, even more, sometimes less, but...
0: I'm like, there were the, the Canadian girl, the Italian, the Italian guys. I'm like, but the there were so, there were yeah. so many people that, you know, and that's the beauty of the Camino. Some people spread they Congress again and you see them for two days, then you don't see them for three days. So yeah. the beauty of, you know, if you're looking for, for fun, you have fun. If you're looking for your time alone, you have time alone. Whatever you yeah. need, the Camino would, would give you. I agree. And that's, that's a very good thing also because you don't know yet.
1: Maybe you know what you want before starting, but if you don't, uh, you can discover it uh, while walking, and you don't have to decide at the very beginning. You can that's decide it. it while there, you are gonna,
0: there are gonna be days that you wanna be chit chatting and have fun. Like for us, there will be days you know that we will complain about the guy that has music all over, and yeah. then there will be days that it will be just it, all just our little group, and we'll be singing "Go West" or whatever music we had on Spotify with Pedros. The speaker, and that's the thing, you just have to play around. There will be some days that you don't want music, there are some days that you're gonna to want to listen to music, some days you want to talk, but you always have yep. your Camino family around, as you said before. Everybody, you know, knows when they have to leave you alone, when you have to go through your time, when you need someone close to you, or or whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and um.
0: And you can decide it while you go. That's the best mm-hmm. part. Did you do any kind of preparation for your Camino? Are you a hiker? Are you always been, you know, climbing or doing anything, or was just a here we go? So I, I, I was
1: born in a city in uh, northern Italy, which is in a complete flat. If you climb on a on a building and you look around, the horizon is completely flat, like like the sea is. It's very very flat. So I'm not used to mountains, but I, I used to, to do a lot of sports. I used to do a lot of judo, martial arts, but I never had a preparation for running, for hiking or anything. So I think so I'm some middle case, not too sporty, not, mm. too, not too lazy. Mm. But so I, like- I also think that if, even if you're lazier or less uh, used to doing sports often than uh, I was at the time, you, you can walk the Camino anyway. Yeah, totally. It just depends on how much time you you make it, and a lot of variables. But you you see a lot of people on the Camino, so it's 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 not a it's not like walking in Antarctica. It's uh, it's
0: doable. <laughs> yeah, it is finding your own pains and being knowing that you're gonna to have to walk to your pace, and and that's it. Being able just to to follow your own your own steps. What is the yeah. the, the you know always we ask the these two other opinions. What was the best spots in the Camino for you? What are the places that you know? Every pilgrim needs to sleep, every pilgrim needs to visit, every, okay. you know, food you need to try. Was there any, what was your top things to do that you would say, you know, I would suggest anyone to do it if they walk it? Okay.
1: So uh, if you mention food, I, uh, I have two things to say, which is one, one is tortilla, and uh, which is great, especially in the eastern part of Spain. The worst part about eating tortilla as breakfast is that uh, it uh, you find it less and less as, as you walk. Th- that's what I felt at least. Yeah, at least you know I think in Navarra in, in yeah. and then in Galicia you don't you don't find it. No, anymore. you
0: find the the um, the empanada. That's what you know Galicians they do yeah. most yeah. and we have the the tuna empanada, that is great. But a, the, I guess a good tortilla de patatas or the vegetable one or whatever. That's yeah, it's a little more perhaps, but yeah. still good of course. Yeah, for the ones that don't know, you know, he, you you have right now with you, Nico and I, we are totally foodies. We miss Sanet, that was yeah. the other foodie on the on the group. We also <laughs> miss Daniel, that was the, he's even a foodie blogger person in the US, he works a lot on food. So I don't know how we set up a, this group of crazy people around food, that we even used to fight for the leftovers in bars, you know, and like, just for fun, it wasn't, you know, we are hobos or anything like that, but it was kind of like the fun thing. We all love yeah. food so much that we will get there and we will eat whatever was left in a table it was hilarious i remember you and sanet fighting over a, a piece of bread in a bar in the middle of nowhere people looking at us like what the heck are these guys doing i'm like we're pilgrims we are cheap that's food you don't throw food away
1: yeah i remember some one time that uh, a piece of daniel's ice cream fell on the ground and Zanet and i tried to to fight for it and uh, I don't
0: remember who won it. I
1: wouldn't do it in real life, but in the Camino, it's different. You don't And the it it. it.
0: it was kind of like a joke for all of us. We have fun. It wasn't yeah. that we were really fighting for food, but we will eat it. I'm like, we don't give up. I'm like, you know, the five-second, seconds rule. If it's yours, mine, who cares? <laughs> and I think that was also so part of, you know, a group why we was work, we work so well together. We weren't picky at all. We didn't mind about anything, cooking yeah. or anything. We were all like, you know, maybe some people. And I think that's one of the things that is nice to... If you go to the Camino, to that mindset, not being really picky about... You know, yeah, that helps. Because with cooking and everything, one day you will be cooking, the other day we didn't care much. I'm like, it's all healthy. And I guess now probably it's going to change a little bit with the new situation, but hopefully yeah. it won't because that was part of the beauty of our trips.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we used to, to make such big pots of pasta that uh, oh if you gosh. don't walk many kilometers a day, you cannot eat even remotely. But when you walk a lot, you really also want to eat a lot. So that's also fun.
0: I know. And, and, and we ate a lot, a bunch. I'm like, all of us. But again, we, we burn it. I'm like, we were fast walkers. We will have fun. We will play around once we were done. Yep. But, you know, it's one of the things that I find so interesting about the Camino. is like how by day one that we just met and the stadium on that night, I already, you know, the frenzy was like we were friends forever. I don't know what is your experience about that. You know, how people open to you, how you open to people on the Camino. How you make such a big connection with someone that you haven't met in your yeah. life?
1: I have an episode about this that I find kind of significant. So, uh, at some point in uh, after Leon, I no, it was a little before Leon. I, I was uh, maybe you remember it. I, I had some trouble with my um, credit card. Mm-hmm. I remember. So, yeah. So I, uh, the, the, I don't remember the, the the specific circumstances, but the thing that was that I couldn't pay anything and I didn't have any cash with me. So at some point I had 30 euros that wouldn't last until Santiago, not even remotely, and I was kind of lost because it, it, I couldn't find somebody to 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 phone. I I, I couldn't find a solution. I, I spent a, a quite bad morning about uh, uh, trying to solve that thing and. I was, uh, was, um, was helped by this American girl, Danielle, and uh, we had spent, uh, let's say, a week or ten days together by then, and she, without even flinching, just uh, withdrew 400 euros for me and uh, said, uh, no problem, Nico, you can give them back when you're home in Italy, and uh, we can make even just then in a month or so by then. And, and and I find that episode incredible because uh, you, you usually don't build uh, trust with a stranger in 10 days to mm. hand them 400 euros just, just because you walked a little bit together. You don't do it in cities. You don't do it in
0: real life. No, you don't even do uh, it with your friends, maybe. I'm like, I don't think yeah. if I trust some of my friends to give them 400 euros. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, I think, of course, that Daniel was very generous, and uh, and it was a beautiful a beautiful um, episode. But I I also have to say that it's not completely uncommon and special on the Camino. Maybe I, I would have said this. I would I would have done the same, or I would have been close to doing it. And I think also many more people would have done this, something something similar. So my point is that on the Camino you build uh, a, a kind of trust that you, it's difficult to build. Uh, in the same amount of time with strangers that turn to be not strangers in a very short time.
0: Yeah, I think there is amazing, you know, how, how you met people in so, such a short period of time. And how do you know that everyone around you has the same story, you know, is there for a reason, is yeah. there with a moment. And on yeah. the first time, looking at each other, you know that you have a backpack, you have the cell, you are a pilgrim, you're like me, you know, we have something in yeah. common. Then we chat for five minutes, we make those extra connections, we know that you love food, you are young, we like traveling, that's it, yeah. you know, met. And from here, you know, I'm still calling Daniel. She still owes owe us an interview about the Camino food and everything. So, Daniel, you're called. It's Nico's fault, not my fault. But it's funny that you talk about the, the money, you know, because on my first day from Roncesvalles to Zubiri, I lost my wallet with okay. everything on it. And everybody was paying for, you know, we stop at a bar. One of the guys, you know, I will pay for you. I'm like, no, no, you're not going to pay for me. You know, if there's anything that happens, I will go to Pamplona. I will get another car. But that will make, you know, my whole Camino stop on day one. And then this guy mm. from the UK came with my wallet, everything. You know, wasn't even one euro missing. And he was the one willing to invite me to have lunch. I'm like, no, you brought my wallet. <laughs> and I think I lost my wallet probably two or three times during the whole camino. But it's incredible <laughs> how people are so nice. Fantastic. I'm like, yep. You trust anyone with your belongings, with your, uh, with even with your life? I don't know. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, I think in life. It- it's more difficult to empathize, to to feel like you're the same. And on the Camino, it's way more easy. So that's also maybe the reason that connections are so are so easier, even for introverts, even for scared people, even for worried people.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes it, you know, the safety of everyone is here, not to just, not to everything. You can just open to anyone. And people are really there and they open. I'm like, it was just, but yeah, it just isn't good how much you can, you know, Know about someone in a couple of days, and then by the end, it just came so common and so clear and so so trustful. But yeah, it was it was amazing. So, what other things do you think are you know uh, different from the Camino? Like for you, that case, you know, someone giving you four hundred euros is incredible. But was there anything else that you remember? Now that will say, you know, that's why it makes the Camino different than any other trip any other pilgrimage or any other thing that you have done in your life you know because here for example we do the the interrail or you travel with friends we we do hikes we go to the beach to the Ibiza whatever but why the Camino is so different than anything else
1: the Camino is uh, is different for many reasons and it's not one of them that makes it um, completely different just because of it it's it's uh, it's a system of reasons that make it uh, incredible. One is uh, the fatigue, I think, because also having to, to put a lot of effort, of physical effort, makes your thought uh, freer to to just decide what's uh, what you consider important, not uh, just uh, extra burden that you already have because uh, the backpack is burden, your weight is a is burden, and everything. What um, something else that makes the Camino incredible is uh, the cultural heritage, as I was saying. Something else is the people that you find, because everybody's uh, alike-minded for some things or some others. Uh, I don't know what how you could fi- uh, how you could name it, but I think that uh, all people that walk the Camino share some uh, some trait, which is not just being sporty enough or athletic enough just to walk uh, many kilometers it's something more it's like um, being goal-oriented really having to having the 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 strength to wake up every morning and knowing that that evening you're not going to reach Santiago but you're you're going to be closer than you were before and uh, you do it one day, you do it the second day, you have to do it many days. But at the end, uh, there is one evening in which you you reach Santiago and that's beautiful. And it, it's not easy to, to do because at the very beginning, the kilometers are, are, are many. And if you read the numbers, it's scary, but it gets uh, smaller and smaller. And uh, and yeah, of course, uh, I have to mention the very spiritual, uh, the very sp- spiritual environment you find because not just a uh, Cathedral de, de Santiago, but the whole the whole way is full of uh, Places you can you can call very spiritual not uh-huh. just churches also nature and also uh-huh. many things
0: and that's you know, one of the things I know when a lot of people I talk about how the Camino can be religious can be Spiritual when I talk about it I always yep. think on you because you are not religious at all But you can see you see yep. the spirituality and the Camino even if you know the, the religious things I remember you coming with us to the to mass you coming with us to the cathedral so I think that's also part of the experience yeah. that, you know, even if you are not a Catholic Christian or whatever, it's like going to a country and not visiting. It's like going to Italy and not eating pizza because you don't like bread. And like you need to give it a try. You need mm-hmm. to, because also it's part of the Camino. I think it's the whole experience becomes more complete when you live it. And I always remember, you know, the day that we were in Grañón, when we have the, the yeah. praying moment in the, in the church at night. And everybody was there. I don't know yeah. who was Christian, Catholic, who, believe it or not. But everybody was praying in their own language, in their own time, or doing whatever. And I will always will remember that night so special. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. I, I hadn't thought about it for uh, a long time. But now that you mention it, uh, yeah, it was maybe one of the most spiritual moments on the Camino.
0: Yeah, Everybody fun. was
1: praying in, in their language, we, saying something in their language, and there were many people.
0: And it was one of those days that we have everything. We walk a ton. We walk you know, past Logroño. We wake up early and we went past Logroño. We have some snacks in Logroño. Then we walked to Granon. We had plenty of fun in the afternoon playing around and doing yoga and doing all that crap. <laughs> then we went to the bar and we went drinking beer with all these guys having crazy fun and, and getting the porron all over. We have dinner at Grañón, that is the communal, it's the perfect place for the communal dinner. You eat sitting down, nothing fancy, you know, but everybody's there serving. And then you finish with a praying together yeah. or a spiritual moment, led by those two also pilgrims.
1: during the dishes, that's part also, of the, And I remember that the,
0: the, the, the Italian pilgrim that was there being Hospitalero that had the whole Camino tattoo in his arm and in his leg. And I, I don't know, I will always, he was so tall, I don't know why I always. I will always yeah. remember him. But I think the Granón is one of the most special places in the Camino, and having those moments, sleeping on the floor. Yeah, I agree. What's... Yeah, I remember.
1: I I I think so. I think that's one of the most uh, memorable stages too.
0: Yeah, I remember also at the the place you know in Orbigos, the one that with the the big the albergue after the big bridge. Do you remember the? That we have our we have one room for us. Only it was like a, okay. we we cook the cake for Danielle. Yeah, now I do remember it. Yeah, I think it was Hospital de Orvigo, that place. Uh, no, that the name I don't remember. I, I remember the the cake moment with Daniel. <laughs> Always the food. <laughs> so, what other places do you think are you know like the ones that you have a memory from the Camino? Like if you have to, what other places were you truly you know for one reason or one other?
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Um, there are categories i should say the, the very first days are easier to remember because there there is fewer fewer of them so everyone is the, of them is very important mm-hmm. the second category is the cities because on the camino Francés you walk uh, into a few bigger spanish c- cities and you mm-hmm. you remember all of them also because walking into a city is a long process because there's a lot of of, of way to walk in order to to reach the center and then leave the city maybe the morning after. So you, you, I remember the cities very well. And then the, the important landmarks. So when you, you change region of Spain, that you see the, the earth on the ground is a different color and the people speak something that sounds quite different. The Cebrero and then the, the, the beginning of the very last part in which uh, more pilgrims uh, are there. So there are also more variety of, of pilgrims. And of course, the, the Santiago arrival—that's the most uh, good moment, maybe.
0: Did you continue to to Muxía? Did you continue to Finisterre? That's a question you know. A lot of people always ask us, and and I think you know, uh, I always, for me, I always go to Muxía to fin- Always, no matter what yeah. the reason is, that I'm in Santiago, we will take the bus. I will walk, but I always finish with Muxía. And that time, I remember I asked Pedro, and Pedro told me, you know, first Muxía, then then Finisterre and I'm like, I, I did it, and I think I did well. But mm. what was your case? So
1: um, I, um, my goal was reaching Santiago before that, that um, friend of mine reached Santiago by plane in order to walk together to Finisterre. And uh, so I stayed in Santiago three days that I really enjoyed because it was like celeb- celebrating the, the, the end of my challenge. And then that friend of mine and a friend of his uh, arrived with a plane and we walked, the three of us, uh, to Finisterre together in three days. And that was like a holiday, but it was still walking, so it was also funny. And uh, Finisterre is beautiful. Finisterre is uh, is also a memorable place. I, I really could understand, I think, why people really wanted to uh, and still want to reach it after reaching Santiago. Because if you, if you think about it, it's incredible that people, after a month of walking, also want to walk a little more. And then when you reach Finisterre, you know why.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, for people that walk the the whole Camino Francés, when you get the feeling of Sarriat, you know that massification, that many people, mm-hmm. and you are to Santiago, you're still looking for that that moment of going back to the loneliness of the of the meseta, know that that you can get when you walk to Muxía, because still there is not many people really that walk to Muxía Terra. There's just few pilgrims on the mm-hmm. way, no matter what time of the year you do it. But that gives you again that time of relax, you know the yeah. trees and. And also one of the things that you say, you know, I think it's super great that you you pointed it out is the staying a couple of days in Santiago after you arrive. How was, you know, and I know you did it because I you were waiting for us, and that's incredible, you know, when you go to Santiago and you see someone that you walked before to a lot of people think like, oh, he's gonna destroy my arrival or whatever. Like, no, when you see a, a friendly face waiting for you in Santiago, it's incredible. That feeling of forever. I don't know, how was for you, you know, greeting people for three days?
1: Well, it was a lot of fun because it was it was the perfect occasion to celebrate again and again. I queued for the for the Compostela three times in three days just because it was fun being around with pilgrims again. And you don't queue for fun usually. And, I,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> unless there is food in. And it was beautiful uh, waiting for people in the Plaza Dobre do Bredeiro and. Uh, Living the, the joyful moment you see in the faces of people arriving uh, moment after moment. Even even, even those you, you didn't know,
0: even the new faces and the,
1: the friendly faces, uh, ten times as much.
0: It's funny because today I just saw, you know, a news that they make an article about the El Camino people. And I just sent you the yeah. the, the, the article on, on WhatsApp because the picture that they put is the one of you and me jumping in Santiago. Do you remember how many times we tried to get a picture of you and I jumping <laughs> quite a few
1: but, but at the end it, it worked
0: <laughs> I know I know now it's, it's on the news already so oh my god I remember the arrival, how much fun we have all that that huge plate of pasta that we have in the albergue yeah. they're going yeah. to the cathedral getting the compostela walking around in Santiago that's something that is you know I think everyone needs to stay at least one full day in Santiago no matter what yeah I think so
1: I think so even, even more if, it, if it's possible oh if you the... can I think
0: three days will be perfect because it yep. gives you time to visit, to do some tourist. It gives you time to grant, you know, to to be with people, to visit the, the town, to little there is so much to do in Santiago, so many places to, to eat, so many even I don't know, it gives you time to get at the about your camino. That's something that a lot of people do nowadays, so. Yeah, definitely. Is there something, you know, yeah. that you you will do different from your camino if you walk the camino now?
1: Um, maybe I would just have a little different uh, a backpack uh, with a different setup inside. Mm-hmm. I would travel lighter, but that's like a technical stuff. Because when it comes to the real stuff, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Tell us, you you have some technical issues in your camino. I have some footage about that. Tell us what happened <laughs> with you. <laughs>
1: Well, I have uh, several techniques that I could share, but I think um, a needle and something to, uh, how do you call it? To sew? To sew. sew. It, yeah, it's definitely a lot, very important because. Um, what happened to it, you? Why is uh, it so important? Because sometimes you have to walk and sew at the same time in order not to waste time to reach Santiago. <laughs>
0: It was pretty funny. It was one day that one of those places also, there's really memorial in the Camino, there the, you get the meseta, and Nico had some problem with his pants, and we were walking, sewing, it was windy, I remember, it was super, super windy one, probably the most yep. windy days, but again, it's so funny how, you know, we remember all these things that's so funny, everybody's so open, I don't know, did you carry the the, the needle, or it was Daniel's?
1: Uh, I don't remember. I think it was mine.
0: It was yours, okay. I don't know oh, why sure. I saw Daniel helping you or something. I have that picture in my mind, maybe. Yeah, that definitely. But
1: uh, I don't remember who the needle was. <laughs> I, I, I think I had some equipment, and I think that's useful. But I don't remember the needle if it was part of it or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, tell us what was the, the top things you know that you think that when you finish the Camino, when someone that goes, you know, and what is the top three things that you come out of there. I'm like, the Nico that went to the Camino was a different one that comes out to the Camino. Why do you think that's important? How do you think that affects you? You know, now that we've been 40 something days in, in quarantine and for years even more, I'm like, did that give you, you know, and I, and I think a lot, and I, a lot of people is bringing it up in social media, you know, how the Camino helps you and how all those memories help us in these days and how it creates the the need of coming back to the Camino. I don't know if you're thinking of in coming back, doing a different one or maybe... Well, um,
1: I think I, I gained from the Camino a, a lot of positive things and uh, on many different levels. I think the most important of them is, is, need, is needless to say the relationships and the moments that they shared with the, the people I met. But also in a more personal and uh, individual way, I think also the moments yourself are very valuable because you, you get to deal with uh, fatigue, as you said, as I said deal with the uh, effort also deal with a little pain because sometimes uh most of the times it's that you cannot deal with it and it's something more uh psychological than physical often and uh, mm-hmm. that's uh something you 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 carry on with you because some it's uh, it's something that's uh can in real life as well sometimes times the camino is some uh, shrunk. Uh, uh life in itself so with all its pains the, all its joys and all its victories and moments of uh, of uh, difficulties and uh yeah the third thing is uh, all the memories of, places of, of the places part of it uh, that's quite well and find uh, i still find one of the best parts of the, the experience yeah, and in the quarantine, I, I would just like walk, uh, go back there and walk, uh, walk it again. I, I think about it quite often, and uh, yeah, it's quite the opposite being in quarantine and walking the Camino. In one case, you just wake up and you have to stay within a few steps for the whole day, and on the Camino, you you go to sleep in a place and you wake up in another for many many days on a, on a row.
0: And sometimes you don't even know where you're gonna, you know, where you're gonna sleep. Because for us, it was totally we will plan the day before something, but yeah. mostly will change depending on the food, the people that we find, and the the plans of other groups of pilgrims. Yeah. So we will change it probably almost every other day.
1: That's also valuable not to be rigid about what you mm-hmm. what you what you want and what you decide. I think it's nice if you go to the Camino, if That's you have the option,
0: yeah. Don't having a you know a place where you're gonna end up sleeping or something because that gives you the freedom to do whatever whenever you want. So you said that you were, you walked your camino when you were in your last year of college. What would you tell you know to people that is in the same situation? You know the last year of college it can be something stressful going back to life. You know, start making your own earnings, being becoming you know an adult. How do you yeah. think it helped you to prepare for for that life? And how do you, why do you think it's important? You know, and and for you was a great thing to do making that decision at the time.
1: Well uh, to put it in a short way I would just suggest to walk the camino in uh, critical moments of life because it's uh, it's it's a very good choice it's it's a it's a very, uh, it's a very st- tactical and strategical way to, to think more S- something happened with being, with the camino I was uh, I was talking with a guy about uh, design about the the profession that I'm I'm now doing and uh, I realized 2 years later that uh, putting into words what I was thinking at that time, but I, I had never put it into words before, was one was what um, motivated me to apply for a job that then I, I then got. And uh, having had the time to think about it a, for a lot and to put it into words was then the the um, the, the reason for which I had. Uh, the motivation to apply for a job that I then got in uh, in Milan and uh, that was uh, part of the transition before uh, between college and uh, real work work life so that's an episode but uh, I also uh, I also I'm 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 very convinced that uh, the the whole ex- uh, Camino experience is very um, is very suitable for those who are in a, in a milestone of their life or a, on a, or at a fork or a, how do you call it? Uh, like a crossway? Um, yeah, yeah. In a, a, way, a moment in which I decide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I met a lot of people that I remember them. Because I, I was I was also one of them, I think, and uh, I, I I was um, paying a lot of attention in uh, trying to understand whether I was alone or not. And I thought I think I many of, of the people I met are were walking the Camino because of some. Uh, uh, some thought to metabolize, some decision to, to make, some uh, or some way to get rid of too, and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's a very effective way to deal with it. I think.
0: Totally agree. I think you know that's the thing, and and, and there, there is you know one of the or dearly friends, the Mike Camino backpack. He did a whole PhD research on the reasons of the Camino, and there is four, and people can listen to it on the podcast. Is there? But they are the ones that you get mm-hmm. mostly come out. You know, that time in your life. But I think you know. A lot of people think when you start with the Camino, you may think that you go as a holiday, as a vacation, as a break But then once you finish you are like, no, no, I was here for a reason And you know, the Camino always yeah. puts you where you are supposed to 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 end And the Camino will will provide, that's what we always say, that, and it did, you know? You are frozen oh, oh, you're back <laughs> You got frozen for like a second I'm back? Yeah so anytime, thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you so much for being part of my Camino. And I think, you know, it make it great. And I hope that one day we can go back and, and do maybe a different Camino. Maybe do the same one again and, and see how how it goes. I would be nice to to see the differences.
1: Yeah, both, thing, both things sound great to me. So, yeah, it would be good.
0: Anyway, best of, best of luck for, for everything, you know, over there. And hopefully we can all Italians and Spaniards come out pretty soon and start having a normal life you know good luck with your with your business with your sign business for everyone you know we'll put all the all the links in the credits so they can check your work and also your instagram account when you talk about different words about the wikipedia about your how you much you love the knowledge so everybody will point them then and to follow you and to continue you know to see the amazing work that that you do over there
1: Thank you Jose it was uh, it was uh, it was great to be with you today and uh, I'm really admired by El Camino people about what you you set up in these years and uh, I was uh, very honored to be to be with you today so thank you It is your and, fault uh, Ana like, it is the
0: fault of all the first Camino people I'm like you know there will be the, the first one and that, that will be always you know Emily Daniel Pedro all of them I will always be you know will be the ones that I it wasn't my fault. It was your your fault, guys. Because that you guys were what make the Camino people what it is today. And I think, you know, it wake up what a better you know sponsor that the Camino that we have that was incredible with all the ups and downs. But we have so much fun that and I think everyone deserves, you know, the Camino to be like that too.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's uh, the Camino will, will be as valuable and as important and you'll meet as uh, nice people as uh, as I and Jose did, obviously. So
0: so just take a step forward, you know, and once they let you out, be ready to go west. That was our song of the Camino, so be ready to to walk west and and you will enjoy it a lot.
1: Yeah, hopefully. So good luck with everybody, with the quarantine, with the moment and with the Camino plans. And as we say uh, in the Camino,
0: Ultrella and Buen Camino. Ultrella and Buen Camino. Thanks for listening to El Camino People, the podcast, with me, your host, Josemar Ardenath. If you like our show, please remember to check our website, elcaminopeople.com. And if you want to continue supporting me and my nights working and creating this podcast, please uh, feel free to invite me to a coffee. You have the bottom right there on the website. Also, next week we will be talking about love in the Camino. So be ready. It's going to be a beautiful episode and we will have a really, really nice guest. In other news, remember we are all fighting to keep the Cruz de Ferro as it is, so go to the website in change.org and sign the petition. We are are already over, I think a lot, over 10,000 signatures sold to keep the Cruz de Ferro as it was. You know, I think there's ways to change it, but not the way that they are looking right now. Other than that, please remember we are with you every Tuesday sign up for our subscription letter sign up on spotify itunes give us your feedback and remember we will be giving you the best camino stories on instagram facebook and here in your podcast till next week ultra buen camino